Hello, everyone, and welcome to a Playful Escape podcast. My name is Kimberly. And my name is Cindy. And we are your hosts. Everything okay, Cindy? <laughs> I didn't want to burp in the microphone. <laughs> my bad. Okay. But yes, I am perfectly fine. Good. Good. Today, we are going to be talking about something completely different than what we've talked about. It's going to be more educational and interactive between me and Cindy. But hopefully you all enjoyed this week's episode, which will be focusing on talking about the environment, things that we have done to be more economically aware. But Cindy has a lot more information on that than I do. So I'm going to let Cindy go ahead and take over. This could be anything, right? I could ask you questions. I could tell you guys stuff. So I guess I first want to start on how I became more into this subject involved in the subject, I suppose. And the main advocate that I would say was uh, my public speaking class that I took the semester before I transferred. Mm -hmm. Uh, I actually really liked this class primarily because of the professor. She was super interactive with us and she gave a lot of feedback. She was really open and it made it really fun and exciting to do. Even though people are terrified of speeches, it felt like a big warm hug. You know, it's like, you can do this. So at the end of the semester, we were supposed to do an argumentative um, speech about anything. It could have been like why we want you to vote or why we want you to stop turning on your turn signals when you're turning because it's distracting I don't know it could be anything that as long as you had good points you know you can argue and at the beginning of the semester she basically gave us a heads up you know find out information whatever you want to talk about and you know start it if you want to and I initially when she gave us all the like prompts for our speeches I thought about um this lifestyle of like zero waste because I was already getting into more environmentally friendly um, people or conscious, eco-friendly and eco-conscious people on uh, YouTube. And, um, sorry, excuse me. And just exposing myself to that kind of content, like opened a rabbit hole of like things that I was interested in. And I made my final argumentative speech on reducing plastic waste. And I loved the feedback I got. It was it was so, like, like I said, a warm hug. It was so nice and really great. Um, the professor was like, wow, what a difference between your first speech and your last speech. Your first speech, you were shy, a little bit like, you know, antsy moving back and forth, just like uncomfortable motions. And your last speech, I, I did like an opener that was like a shock factor. So I, I really wanted to do a, a, like a really big shock factor, which would be like having a bag of trash and just dumping it on a desk. But that felt a little disrespectful. And um, so I was just, I just like took stuff out of a bag that was plastic and then compared it to the alternative things that could be used instead. And um, that's kind of what 
made pushed me to discard my use of plastic or really consider the waste that I was producing because a lot of people don't think about it. So that's my, how I started. Now, Kimberly, I want to ask, how did you start? What happened? I think I started being more aware of that when you were doing that project, when you were doing the research for that assignment. But we have been conscious of, conscious of all of that from a young age. I mean, we recycle. We are always told to be mindful of how long we take taking our showers. Um, we try to properly dispose of batteries. So we were always doing conscious things for the environment. But when you started doing that research, you were doing, you were discussing how plastic is useless and how it's hard for us to recycle it, even though it, it is supposedly recyclable. And I had already purchased like reusable water bottles. So I started using that more consistently. But the thing that hit it home was you being behind me. Instead of using regular uh, Ziploc bags, disposable Ziploc bags, why don't you use silicone bags? Why don't you use a metal straw or a bamboo straw instead of the other straws that the fast food places give you? And yeah, well, I would like to add, you don't have to use a straw, period. Um, but if if you do want to, yeah, switch to a different straw type, which could be bamboo, glass, um, the stainless steel ones. There's silicone ones. It's up to you, but yeah, you may proceed yeah. with your rent. Yeah, <laughs> it's not a rant, but I definitely got into that a little bit more through you and you becoming more, I title it becoming more hippie because I'm not sure a lot of people would agree with that, but okay. Yeah, but I know that you had a lot of experimental phases, experimental phases in your life where you're trying something new to be more conscious about other stuff. So when you had your vegetarian phase, you were also advocating like animal cruelty or testing on animals. So we didn't eat specific brand of candy because of the videos that you would show us. I would like to say I still don't eat a majority of those candies. The only one are the ones that I really like. And I don't even get them often. I only get mm -hmm. them like once in a while. Exactly. So those uh, are a couple examples of that. Um, I can't believe you remember all of this. I've made such an influence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I couldn't eat M&M's for a while, but then I realized how much I didn't like M&M's and I only yeah. like the M&M's that are peanut M&M's. Mm -hmm. Yeah, those are the and same ones that I'm just kind of like, uh, just just sometimes I buy them. <laughs> yeah, so there's a, there was specific things that you brought up and that made me more aware of it. And you made me, you always gave me a look when I would eat those kind of candies or when I would do something I, that you did not agree with. Okay, so I want to say I, if you are 
you know me in person and you ever see me looking at you if you're eating fast food, using a straw, like I'm not passing judgment. I, I, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm seriously not because I mean, I go to eat fast food sometimes. I don't ask for straws and sometimes I still get the straws. You know, I'm constantly asking for no straws. So sometimes I resort to instead of asking for a soda, I just, I don't get a soda anymore because the the cup is styrofoam and I can't avoid that. Or it's the regular cups that are paper, but they're lined with plastic, which isn't recyclable. That's hard to dispose of if you want to be conscious of the way you're disposing of it. So because of all that is so I try not to to like buy sodas and stuff, but I really like soda. So I constantly talk about getting like a a soda streamer with Simon. And he was like, you've talked about this for years. As long as I've known you, you have at different points in time mentioned it. He's like, just get it. And I'm like, I want to, but I still don't want to. (laughs) Yeah. I don't have anywhere to put it, you know? Yeah. Without it being mistreated, abused, and used by everybody except me. Like my vacuum. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So. No, I know that you're not judging me. I know that. But sometimes you would be like, really? Like you have that look that questions like, really? (laughs) Questions all your life choices. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes, questions like my choice of picking a specific candy or using a spe- uh, drinking a specific drink just because you, I know you don't agree with it. And I know like we're not always going to have the same interests as far as like candies and sweets and companies that we even buy from. But sometimes I will look at you when I'm eating something and you're like, mm-hmm. And I just like feel bad about it. But I know you're not passing judgment. It's just like you're, it's your sign of saying, you know that that's not good for the environment, right? Or you know that they don't treat animals properly to get that product, right? Yes, Uh, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, So I still, I still don't um, eat certain things. I still don't um, buy certain products. I, I am like an advocate of um, buying things locally. So I try not to buy things that are from out of the country, which is usually typically really easy. Um, And I know later we're going to talk about uh, different ways that we are more conscious of the things that we purchase. And I was going to say that uh, another thing that I've been doing a lot more recently is becoming aware of where things are shipped from, even though they're like in the United States. Is it in a state that's on the East Coast as opposed to the West Coast? Because I'm on the West Coast, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I I have to be conscious of those things. And when I want to buy something that's from a, a company that's based on the East Coast, I don't buy it typically. Because, I'm, like I said, I'm trying to be conscious of, like, shipping and everything. And if that item, with time, I still want, maybe I'll buy it. Or if I see another item that 
I also want from that company that's still on the East Coast, I could then, instead of buying one item, getting it shipped to me, and then a month later, I want a different item and getting it shipped to me, I could buy both items and get them both shipped to me. Yeah. But either way, I, I try to be more conscious of things like that. Um, and no, I'm not passing judgment. <laughs> stop <laughs> stop thinking I am. <laughs> No, I know you're not. I know I know you're really not. And sometimes it's just like a look that you're probably be thinking of something else, but me knowing that you have already talked to me about specific companies or products that I'm yeah. like, oh man, I I am doing something wrong. But you're probably just doing something about your homework and you're stressed out and you just look at me and then look away. Yeah. I mean I mean I there are times where I look at people and I'm like, you know better. I've already taught you better. You should you shouldn't be doing that. There there are times where I probably do say or like act that way. I, I have no idea if my friends listen to my podcast, but I'm pretty sure uh I have a friend that I I I I think I already mentioned how I convinced him to buy like a silicone bag. Mm-hmm. And um when he wouldn't use it, I was like, what happened to your reusable bag? And he's like, I forgot it. And I I would like to say to that friend, I did not judge you. I don't judge you. <laughs> you know what I mean? And also, I would like to say, you don't have to buy a silicone uh, bag to like house things. You can very easily put it in little containers and stuff. Um. But, like, I'm super proud of, like, all my friends and stuff. Uh, when I first met them, most of them were using, like, reusable water bottles, which was great. They weren't, you know, buying plastic water bottles. And at our school, we had reusable uh, – or we had uh, refill stations for our water bottles, which mm-hmm. is pretty cool. And I think most schools do probably have that. And um, a lot of my friends ended up uh, – either buying or I gifted them for like a birthday or like uh Christmas or something. I got them reusable cutlery. So I have a friend that um, he always used to bring his lunch, but he would always forget his utensils if he ever needed them. So I literally bought him uh, a cutlery set. His birthday was right before quarantine started. So I barely saw him to give him his gift before his birthday and then I, I I have not seen him since, <laughs> basically. Um, but yeah, I I gave him the cutlery, and I saw him use it like one or two times. I think it was because I see him at the beginning of the week. He was like the first person I would see, like say uh, Monday eight a.m. Mm-hmm. And I gave him his gift then because I was impatient. And that week that we were at school, he probably used it like once or twice. And then I, I don't think I saw him use it again. Um, I made that one friend buy the silicone reusable bag. And I made his girlfriend buy him a stainless steel container that I have. And he really liked. Uh, she bought it for him for Christmas. So this was like last year. And he would use that sometimes for his sandwiches and, like, his trail mix. That's what he used to carry in his uh, reusable bag, trail mix. Or, like, sliced apples or whatever. And he started carrying it in that stainless steel container because it was two-tiered, which means, like, it had, like, uh, 
a top tier that you could remove and then a bottom tier that you could have something separate. And and I was like, how great is that? When I would see him take it out to like eat his sandwich or eat his snacks. And he's like, he's like, I love it so much. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, you do. <laughs> and sometimes some of those products just make it easier for you to use and motivate you to use them more often. Because when I got the silicone bags, the moment I bought them, I started meal prepping and I had prepared snacks for every day. And we had to go on a road trip that I literally filled up that bag with like beef jerky in oh, smaller portions. Right. Mm-hmm. I used it for beef jerky, goldfish, sunflower seeds, a bunch of healthier snacks for me at mm-hmm. that point. But I did end up taking them everywhere and it it felt easier for me to use, especially when I would empty one. I would at least have a bag to put my trash into and then just dump the trash in it rinse it out and then use it again or wait for it to dry so it feels really good to use those kind of products but sometimes we don't have the resources to get them or we don't know about them yeah that's true that's very true i'm i'm still advocating to purchase mom some uh like sealable I think they're silicone. I could get like fabric ones, but I think mom would need the silicone ones. But it's basically if you have a bowl with like food inside of it and uh, you want to store it in the fridge instead of using plastic wrap, you can wrap this silicone like kind of lid, I guess. And they, I think they come like in three uh, sizes, like small, medium and large. And you can cover the the bowl with it. Just so that we wouldn't, you know, constantly be using the plastic wrap. You could also technically use like uh, either beeswax wraps or they even have like some soy wax for like vegans and stuff. So it's not beeswax. But um, but yeah, there's different things like that. Yeah, I saw that come up on my thread of stuff on social media at one point and then it vanished because i guess i wasn't that interested in it i wasn't spending too much time watching the those things. wraps or the silicone covers the wraps the beeswax mm-hmm. wraps they're and great for if you like sandwiches i don't really eat sandwiches so i mean that's like perfect thing to like uh you know how like people cover it in either plastic wrap or like aluminum foil you can just or wrap paper it towels yeah so you can just wrap it in in a beeswax wrap or otherwise if you're a vegan um but it's like super easy Mm -hmm. i always think of like man if i if i were more diverse in my food choices i could make me some killer lunches it's just i i don't (laughs) you're making me crave a sandwich right now from subway yeah well you could just make one right uh well after this and um (laughs) And, you know, wrap it in your beeswax and then leave it in your lunchbox for later. <laughs> yeah, if we had that. We don't have that right now. A beeswax wrap? I can no. make you one. Okay. But you just need to give me the dimensions and sizes you might need. Because yeah. I, I know I'm not going to use it. I, I don't have a purpose for it at the moment. So mm-hmm. I, I've never made it. I know how to make them. Um, And I'm pretty sure we have the cloth fabric that we could use for it to make it because I'm well with all this mask making lately everybody (laughs) has fabric probably 
But even well, before even, then, I'm pretty sure we had the fabric. I'm pretty sure I just bought, ooh, I just bought a skeleton looking fabric. That mm. would be a pretty cool sandwich wrap. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but like there's little things that there are, there are alternatives that people may not be aware of, you know? And constantly when I talk to people about things, I find out that some people are interested in it, but they, they've told me, it's like, I just don't know where to start. And, I, and I'm like, well, let me tell you, before I started, I did so much research. It's like just preparing for that speech presentation I was talking about. I, I did a lot of research. I, I like watched videos on composting, even though I wasn't composting. And I, I know a lot about certain things. I may not have practiced it, but I feel like when I have the time or when I have the means in the sense like the f- um, the actual like space for it, because like we've talked about, we, we li- all live in this house and it's kind of hard to have the space for it. Like if I had my soda streamer, that thing would get used up. I'd have to buy the the little canisters for the I think it's like it's carbon dioxide I think right that to fizzy the soda so if I if I had to buy the canisters all the time that that wouldn't be ideal you know but yeah so yeah those are like how uh I have become more like aware of my actions and stuff Uh, I don't know how to make this more interactive with you. Tell me more about you. What what kind of alternatives have you begun using? Because I probably have a lot more to talk about than you, but still. I don't think I have been doing things, honestly, to be more aware or to reduce my waste. Uh, of the things that I can think of is... Purchasing the safety razor, mm-hmm. purchasing some stainless steel straws and a travel cutlery set, mm-hmm. considering to buy cloth as face wipes versus makeup wipes, I... But I know that you have, last night when I was asking you about companies that are more useful as far as being aware of the, being more aware of what they sell and how they are taking care of the environment, I was really fascinated by it. I can see how it can be a little pricey, but if you start off with it, they are going to be products that are going to last you a long time. And besides that, also buying stuff secondhand, which I actually have a story about, but I'm trying to breathe. Breathe? (laughs) I feel like I'm holding my breath. Why are you holding your breath? I don't know. Was it that you were talking too much that you winded yourself or? Yes. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. Um, So I started... Purchasing secondhand 
I think before or around the time you were being more interested in that stuff. Those, but the things that I was buying secondhand are not like clothing, but they were like secondhand books. That since I was studying English, I could not bear spending twenty bucks on a book when I could probably find that same exact book pre-owned somewhere else online for maybe five bucks. And fortunately, I found a website that kind of did exactly what I was thinking about is they sold pre-owned books. And I was actually very fortunate to find them at the time that I found them. And that's when I started buying secondhand. And as you did your research, I started seeing other companies that were also selling clothes secondhand. So I started diving into it, but it's harder for me to get into because I'm always in between sizes, which always makes it impossible for me to go shopping. I would like to say it's not difficult for you to go shopping now because one I don't, I don't really think you're in between sizes because otherwise you would have a bunch of clothes that don't fit you. But you have a lot of clothes that I think do fit you. You just don't wear them. Maybe. Well, I can tell you right now, you very much do not wear all the things that you were like <laughs> taking out and like getting rid of or considering getting rid of. Um Yeah. Like, you have a lot of jeans right now that you probably don't use because quarantine and you don't want to wear jeans, I guess. I don't know. All my jeans I wear constantly, so I don't know. <laughs> no comment. Okay. But, yeah, I, I, I saw that you you listed, like, thrift books. Oh, I don't know if you were mentioning it, but um, the method of uh, buying secondhand books and yeah, I, I always used to buy um, used books when I was in community college because I didn't want to spend the money for like a really expensive brand new book unless I had to, in which I would have to like purchase the um, access the, code. Yeah, I hated those. Uh, so occasionally I would buy those new books. And now I think more so I... I'm still kind of buying books or access codes because I need them. I like having the physical version, which is a little bit more wasteful, but I actually do use the physical versions. Like if you look at all my books that I actually need, I, I write in them. Um, one of the books that I actually ended up tutoring uh, for after I, I passed the class, I, I did problems inside of the book. So inside of the book, I would have a problem. And instead of rewriting the problem on a scratch piece of paper, I would do it right directly on the book. So for other books, I, I highlight, I write notes on the side. If I don't know a word, the definition, I write it next to the word. Just so like I learn the definition of the word. Mm-hmm. So I, I like having my physical books for that reason. And I know I could also do that on online books, but I am less likely to read online books, I find. 
because it's super easy to get distracted. I'm on my laptop. I can just open Google. I could open who knows what and just get distracted. Yeah, and that's the unfortunate thing about it. I've also been trying to look into like ebooks and it's so easy to get distracted and it's so easy to get into a rabbit hole of something else versus what you're supposed to be paying attention to. So, but that's one way how thrift books, the website is definitely how I did that. And I'm not ashamed to share it. I'd rather share it than have someone have to pay a ridiculous amount of money on a book that is probably cheaper somewhere else. And I know there's other resources too, but I found that thrift books was the most reliable for many of the books I needed for my field. It may not be useful for everyone else, but it was for me. Uh, if you guys need uh, books and you want to compare prices, you can use Slug Books. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> yeah. Um, this episode is just going to have a bunch of resources. Our description and show notes is going to have a list of many of the links that we are discussing, too. Yeah. Um, but, like, Slug Books is really good because um, you could buy used books also, but it compares... Uh, I think it probably had thrift books. It might not have. I'm not entirely sure included. But it has like the Amazon price if you want it brand new. If it's available used. Uh, they have the... Um, uh, what was it? Abe Books. Which is also mm-hmm. used books. Um, which is actually what I've been using lately. Because... Actually, I'm not entirely sure why I, I I stuck to Abe Books compared to Thrift Books. I've bought things from Thrift Books, but Abe Books is, I don't know, I guess is what caught me first. And I ended up using that one a lot more. Um, but like, yeah, it compares prices of different uh, websites that sell books uh, secondhand, basically. And you can also, I think, uh, submit a like description of a book that you might be willing to sell, I think. I haven't tried it because I don't usually sell my books, but um, I usually keep my books. I'm a hoarder. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> they bring me so much we, joy. <laughs> we both are. As far as books are concerned, we both are hoarders with them. Uh, yeah, I I would not be disappointed to get rid of some of them, though, because some of them, like they say decent quality but there's like stickers and like writing and I don't know sticky stuff on it <laughs> so yeah I'm ups- I get upset when oh that's the thing that frustrates me the most is when people put stickers on books and layer a bunch of stickers on top of it making the book super super sticky yeah it's just very it's like plastic and paper like why are you putting so many layers just leave one layer and that's it or don't do it at all but that's just that was a mini rant from Kimberly yeah no but yeah I would get the same books sometimes um but yeah I find that a lot of people typically just stick to online versions of books which is fine which is totally okay to each their own but I I usually preferred the physical hard copies of books so if you're like me, you can check thrift books, slug books, stuff like that, Abe books. Um, oh, Chegg was the other thing I was thinking of. Chegg uh, sells their books there. Chegg. I think I think the good thing about Chegg and Amazon is their rental program. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, you can also return it. 
where you can return the book. You still have to pay for the book partially, but you can return it and that gives the book a chance to live a longer life. So I think that's a really good thing about some of those programs that offer rental programs for items. I th- as long I think- as it's a reasonable item. Yes, I I think the rental idea is good for books that you don't think you're going to need. Because when you're in your field, you kind of need to refer back to some information. For, For me, I have... One of the first books I purchased when I uh, transferred to my school, I've needed for three or four different classes. I don't specifically need to solve like problems from it, but they refer back to the information from the book. And if I wasn't like, if I didn't remember any of it for any reason, I would need to revisit it, you know? So for me, all my math, science, and intro to like chem- chemical engineering I I needed to know. Oh, I don't know if I talked about <laughs> what specifically my major. <laughs> my bad. <laughs> now it's out there. I think you only mentioned Whoops. that I was engineering. Yeah, yeah. Oh well. Yeah, intro to some engineering. <laughs> uh, yeah, those books I I typically need. Um. Uh, what else did we want to talk about? I think right now it's just a matter of like we already gave information as far as what we have done and how we become aware. But what are what are some of your favorite companies that you would resort to to buy clothing that would probably be more economically friendly? Um. Well, I would like to say to be the most eco-friendly you can be, avoid buying anything because you should already use what you have. You've already, you know, spent the money on the pieces of clothing that you own. And that is the best thing to do. Just use what you have. But if, if you really don't have much and you want to spend money the second best thing is buying secondhand um like we mentioned about the books and stuff but if you don't have thrift stores and stuff like that or you just don't have the time to like go out of your way to look for stuff because it can be a very tedious um task but it can be fun i will say that but you need to have the time um you can also buy stuff secondhand uh, online. So the main company that everybody hears about, I don't know if we want to bring up, but it's like ThreadUp. Although I have some bones to pick with it, like I said about like um, shipping stuff. They have things that can be from the East Coast, from the West Coast, or closer to us. And... They do have an option. I've been I've been doing this a lot more now that I've like found out about it. They have an option where you can specifically look at your home warehouse, so the place that's closest to you. That's and, a thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There you go. Oh my gosh. So you can specifically buy from basically one factory, or only look at things that are from this one warehouse or factory. What? warehouse not factory because they're not producing they're just reselling um 
so yeah, I would, I would, I would be super particular about like, oh, from my warehouse with these specific, you know, qualities that I want. But it is also hard to know what you want if you don't know companies that you like. So I like, I like buying sweaters. It's an addiction. Uh, and when I went thrifting in person, I found a couple sweaters that I liked. So I looked up the brand on ThreadUp and then I would find more. So that's how I found more sweaters that I liked. But some of them don't fit the same. Like even if the sizing is the same, like I selected the same size, one fits me well, the other one fits me baggy or one fits me good and the other fits me small. It's just like, it, it doesn't make sense. So there's no consistency here. It um, also depends on how, how some of those clothing items were treated before being given into the secondhand companies. Like some companies say that they have to be hand washed and they're thrown in the washer or dry clean only, which is a situation you've been dealing with very recently. Yes. So I find that natural fibers, that things that I are things that I usually purchase or I like to purchase more of. So things like organic cotton. I, I mean I could I'm I'm fine with just buying regular cotton as long as it's second hand. But um Regular cotton can also be very wasteful because of the water it takes to grow cotton um, and then the, like pesticides and stuff. So, okay, different, different story, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, organic cotton is um, nice to purchase. It's some of my favorite materials, I will say, like my favorite shirts that I bought new from companies are typically organic, organic cotton, and it's actually really nice uh some of them are like really smooth or soft or comfortable they're like your favorite like uh comfy clothes kind of there are some that i have purchased that are like recycled polyester or uh recycled plastic of some sort and organic cotton or um there's also like uh lyocell or tensile which is like um it's meant to replace synthetic fibers, but it's uh, plant-based. So that's really cool, too. Um, but actually, finally, finally, finally getting into those actual companies that you can buy um, new, I suppose, if you have the money and you really want to support companies like that, which I do recommend. Do support those companies. If people don't support companies, the companies won't exist. You know, and that's a problem. So, yes, please purchase from companies. Um, so, com a company that I haven't recently heard of, but just barely recently purchased from was Tentry. And I really, really, really like the whole idea of the brand. So, part of the, the, the selling point is that when you make a purchase, you can make an ad additional or add to your cart like a uh, $5 um hold on let me let me look it up to so I can actually tell you what it is bear with me and when Cindy says 10 tree she means 10 like the number tree like the actual nature item outside 
Um, when she mentioned this yesterday, I thought she said tea tree. No, ten tree, like the number. Yeah. So they have, uh, I, I guess, this program where you can add ten dollars or five dollars to your cart, where you're basically your five dollars go to planting ten trees somewhere in the world. And after you make your purchase, you get um, a code where you can actually see where your trees were planted or what what trees are registered to you because you spent the money towards them. So I really like that. It's really cool. And yeah, that, that was really awesome. And they have specific... Um, collections that they do um relating to whatever they're focusing on so like i saw earlier that they had a mexico one and i don't remember if uh any of you live in california but they're like two years ago there was it was like the season where the butterflies were migrating and i remember driving and like a whole bunch of butterflies just like hit me like a wave and i was like i don't want to hit them because <laughs> they were so beautiful and it you would see them like everywhere they were really cool and they were all over the area and I, we know that butterflies migrate we know that they migrate to mexico but it was in such a california specifically at that time uh, we did not see that very often. No, but it was really cool when it happened. It, it, in the city, because, I mean, we kind of live in a city and residential area, depending on where you go. But if you drive 10 minutes, you're in the city. And finding that migration and observe, be witnessing that was really interesting. And we, yeah, we know where they were migrating to, but it was such a weird phenomenon. I kind of really want to get a butterfly sweater now. <laughs> Me too. Yeah, because they're, they're like really pretty, they're orange and stuff. Okay, distractions. But uh, yeah, Tentry is a really good company that you can support and you can add an additional $5 to uh, plant trees somewhere in the world and register your trees. You can follow follow them after like using that code you can see where they are, how they're doing and stuff supposedly. I haven't like I said I just recently purchased from there and I did add the additional $5 so I would get some trees. But I was having issues registering my trees. They they wouldn't sync it up to my account, but I'll I'll fix that later. The distractions like I said. Um but yeah, 10 trees are a really good company. Um, to support its men's and women clothing, mostly uh, organic cotton and um, probably like recycled uh, plastics and stuff. So like polyester and stuff like that. And another big company that I told Kim about yesterday is Earth Hero, which is one of the first websites that I used to look for, um, it was kind of my middle way ground. Unfortunately, I haven't purchased from Earth Hero. I've purchased from companies that they sell on Earth Hero. So I, I told Kim, it's like an Amazon where you can like Google, or not Google search, but like search on Earth Hero for specific things you want and you can be introduced to good companies that way. And that's how I found out about um, 
where I wanted to buy my headphones before I, I replaced them. I found the company on Earth Hero. Um, oh, by the way, my headphones are um, Marley headphones. Uh, they're like, uh, I, I've already talked about this. They're like recycled aluminum and like wood and stuff like that. Uh, then there's also United by Blue, which is where I bought my backpack that I've also already spoken about. It's made out of recycled polyester. Why are you laughing at me? <laughs> you buy so many things. <laughs> but I, I think it's good because that's how you're becoming more aware of where to purchase them. And the products that you're buying are supposed to last much longer. Or they would have a life that would contribute to the earth versus what we are used to. Yeah. Yeah. So giving polyester a second life is a good thing because otherwise it would just be waste. Unfortunately, when you think about it, like after I'm done with my backpack, what do I do with it? But I'm pretty sure you can look. Uh, if it's still in good condition, you could donate it. The thing about donating products is that we are becoming more aware of that ourselves. That I think we always done this, to be honest, is whenever we're going to get rid of items or clothing. For example, this is one bad habit that I have, and I still have it, even though I've been aware of it, is that I buy something because I really, really want it, and then I don't really have a legitimate reason to wear that item that it will just be hidden in the back of the closet until later when I go through those moments where we decide to have our cleaning spree. I'll dump everything out of my closet clothing wise and try everything on and then either convince myself to try to wear it or decide I've had this in my closet for over a year and I have not used that at all in that year will I use it or no and if the answer is no I will put it in a donation pile and either take it to the goodwill uh, to a Salvation Army or in some cases like we have family members or we know people out of the country that have situations where they are in need of clothes and we will ship it to them in a big box if we need to but we always want to give clothing a chance and just discarding it and throwing it away and having it end up in the landfill is not our priority. Yes. Um, I, I will say uh, it is kind of nice to be around the same size. I was just commenting this to Kim, how um, her and I are about the same size. We're a little bit probably uh, off on size but for the most part like we fit in each other's clothes is the point you know which is the first time that it has happened in most of our life i'm always a size or two bigger than you uh-huh or three sizes bigger than you and the fact that i have in the past year been able to kind of take care of myself and be able to try out different styles of clothing allowed me to figure out what my sizes are and it has helped me in that kind of situation yeah but like what I was gonna say is it's kind of nice because uh 
like clothes that I don't like or use or fit me anymore. Just because like um, I've given you clothes that fit me too big and I don't like anymore. And I would really like when I initially bought and I didn't care what they, they fit me big. So I would still use them even if they fit me big. Mm-hmm. And then I ended up giving them to you and you really like. I see you wearing my clothes constantly now. Clothes that I've given you like <laughs> secondhand. And it's like so funny to me because I was like, I remember when I used to wear that shirt all the time. And I used to love that shirt. Or I remember when I used to wear those pants and I used to love those pants and now it's really nice actually to see you wearing my like old favorite shirt or you wearing my old favorite pants so it's like super funny and um I've actually done the same with you when things didn't fit you because they were too small or or you just didn't like the style of and you would get rid of I would ask you like are you getting rid of this can I have it I don't know if you remember like I used to do that all the time yeah but um, actually a shirt you bought thrifting that you said, oh, I actually kind of like it, but I don't know if I'm going to wear it. And I like talked you into buying it and you ended up like wearing it like once or twice and that's it. Then you were getting rid of it. I was like, I actually really like it. Can I have it? And I used that shirt. I don't know if you remember which one it is. It was like a gray long sleeve with like I was remembering okay. I was like what are you talking about I don't think I did this and I'm like no wait you do talk me into a couple of things and I do end up handing them off to you yeah so that sure I've actually used quite a bit so quite a bit more than you did um it's a little bit like oversized on me but I think that's kind of also why I liked it it was just like mm-hmm. nice and comfy, kind of like this shirt. It's like a little oversized on me too. I'm also wearing like a long sleeve oversized shirt. Um, but but like stuff like that, like you you get shirts or sweaters or jackets that you like and you use for a little bit, but all your stuff is mildly or gently used or gently like, you know, a gentle use or stuff like that. But those those things, I find not not just like uh, your clothes, but like um, mom's clothes or Johnny's clothes or Simon's old clothes. Like anybody's clothes that they're getting rid of, I always look through and I'm like, can I keep this? Can I use it? Uh, I just I just take everybody's clothes. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a good thing to be aware that sometimes you can upcycle clothing. Or recycle the clothing. And not by recycling, taking it to a place where it gets a second life. But maybe take some time away from that item before you completely get rid of it. And see who would probably have... Who will probably give that item more life. So in this case, some of Cindy's clothing fits me. And I'm giving it a second life. Or some of my old clothing given to Cindy is giving that item another chance of life. Yeah. Yeah. I will say, um, mom gives me like old leggings that she doesn't use or pants that didn't fit her or anything, anything that like, Oh, shirts that dad didn't like the way they looked on mom. So she's like, I really like it. I only used it once. Your dad didn't like it. He told me to get rid of it, but I know you might like it because mom and I have similar tastes. Uh, I guarantee you some shirts that I have, I feel like mom really would like. I really like stripes and so does my mom. So <laughs> can't relate. 
So, but yeah, no, I feel like those are the things that um, we would most likely like trade, I guess, in a way. I think at the same time, the fact of like upcycling clothing also goes to show how our sense of fashion changes over time because like the clothing that you handed off to me they're like bohemian chic and at least the ones right now yes i'm not saying that that those aren't like still like my style i just i'm trying to steer away from heavily printed things i don't know if you've noticed that yes i did and right now since i am living the life of working at home during a pandemic i am all for wearing printed items but you will never see me out in public wearing that uh i mean some of those pants are really comfortable i i wore them out in public i think one or two of them i wore out in public but only if i'm extremely comfortable like if it fits me properly it's not gonna drag down or it doesn't there's a lot of things i think out of all the pants that are in that style one i am willing to be out in public in just because of the comfort the other ones probably not so much again because all of those different things that i take into consideration but i'm more of a single print item and everything else the same color scheme when it comes to my fashion but again that's not what we're talking about here no but we we are we are i think the message is important that people should consider like giving clothing a second life. Um, I mean, I don't know what people, other people do if they don't donate their clothes. Like, do they just throw it away? That doesn't make sense to me. But donating all your clothes constantly doesn't guarantee that they're going to get a second life sometimes. It will end up in landfill. You know, there's only so much people can resell or actually have time to go through. Um, but yeah, like you can even take matters into your own hand and sell your own things online. You know, they could be sold. Um, but I feel like if people need to hear things other than like um, clothing wise, I was going to like get to. The first alternative I made, apart from, like, oh, not using plastic water bottles constantly, like, the disposable ones, like, the recyclable ones, I guess you could say. Um, apart from, like, just that, like, water bottles, the first change I made was buying a bamboo toothbrush. Um, and that was mainly because... That was the only thing I could justify. You know, there's like a lot of, um, I, I, I mentioned, I think in a different video, how I made a bunch of like DIY products for one year on Christmas and I could produce those DIY things for like myself, but it didn't makes sense for me to waste materials in doing that if I already had you know my own lotions perfumes or whatever I owned that was like for my own skincare regime or whatever that I wasn't using or that I haven't finished using yet and I still have things that I 
probably purchased with the intent of using but haven't gotten to yet. Because like I've said, always use what you have initially before buying. And I'm the type of person that because I have to do all this research on products and stuff before I actually buy them, I also know that they could be costly or depending on what um, company sells them, it could take them a while before they get here, especially if uh, they're being sent um, in a more conscious way, which sometimes does happen. So it means it just takes longer. And um, so I have to be more mindful of things like that. So when I after I bought my toothbrush, my bamboo toothbrush, I I bought like a set of four or something. And I you're supposed to change your toothbrush, I think like every three to four months mm-hmm. or more frequently if you're sick and stuff like that. So I remember thinking, I was like, yeah, I have my toothbrush. I could replace it. I was like, but it's still got some life in it. You know, it was still like a decent toothbrush. I was like, but that's the first thing I could use. That's the first thing I can change. And mm-hmm. I don't think anybody else in my family has done it. Uh, I mean, Simon has, but apart from Simon, I feel like everybody probably has a plastic toothbrush. I've gifted bamboo toothbrushes for Christmas also. To some people because, I don't know, it was hard to, like, give products to people that were male when I was, like, trying to be more intentional with the way I was purchasing things. So I gifted a bunch of um, my uncles and cousins bamboo toothbrushes along with probably, like, um, a tooth uh, paste or something that that was more, like, eco-friendly. So things like that, I feel like people aren't realizing that they could do and it's a very easy thing to do and although you probably think about it it's like oh they could be pricier and they are a little bit more pricier but if you find a brand that you like that's actually bamboo that is biodegradable because there are companies that they don't have um biodegradable bristles and I found a company that I really like I don't want to say specifically because I haven't done all my research on the company to say it's like oh yeah they're so transparent that's not true I haven't done my research on this company that I have currently the toothbrushes because I've switched from different companies so the first one I bought I was it was just like oh it's a bamboo toothbrush it's fine but the bristles were uh, nylon so they weren't all biodegradable but they had in uh, what was it they had like charcoal bristles so they were black bristles and they were cool looking but like I said nylon is not biodegradable so it had to be like an extra step usually when you like buy a bamboo toothbrush you have to remove the bristles you throw those away and then you just can um, compost the bamboo and it's it's a really thing to easy thing to do but sometimes it would be nice not to consider the bristles. So I'm still trying to find the perfect toothbrush. Although I know on Earth Hero, they already did their research. So you can just buy the one from Earth Hero. Yeah. I think the good message everyone needs to take into consideration is for you to be eco-friendly, eco-conscious, 
and more aware of how you are affecting the earth, you first have to use what you have. Any healthcare products, any other, the plastic that you have, use it. Make sure you're properly disposing of it. Then, uh, as you're being using all these items, do the research, figure out what it is you want to do before purchasing what you want or need. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, a lot of, like, gifts that I receive in the past and even probably more frequently um, is, you know, like, those lotions and perfumes that are... They smell nice, but realistically, I don't really ever use a lot, you know, uh, unfortunately. And I've given them away to people that I think, oh, you may like them or, oh, you may use them just out of necessity because, you know, you're not going to spend the money to buy your own yet. Or you'd like to delay the time that you would actually spend the money. So... I've I've given them to like uh, Johnny's girlfriend Elizabeth. Hi Elizabeth. Hello. <laughs> and stuff like that. And um, and there's nothing wrong with using those products, but you have to like them, you know. And that's the thing. Sometimes I didn't I didn't like the smells, or they were too overpowering, or whatever. And you can agree. I'm you. You're like that too. I am more sensitive to all of those scents that I. I would smell them and instantly get a headache and I would know I would not be able to deal with those scents all the time. And I would give them to you because you have a higher tolerance to that than I do. But if you don't like it, then we would hand it off to someone who would better benefit from it than we would. I I will say... You you say it's like I have a higher tolerance. It's like, yeah, I can deal with smells, but the thing is, I'm more sensitive to things. Like I actually would get rashes from certain things. So <laughs> so it's not like, oh yeah. It's like you, you you're you're more tolerant of the smell, but that doesn't mean I could use it. Um but yeah. So stuff like that. I don't know. Just I feel like most people just need to be more more conscious of what they're producing. Uh, how they how they're purchasing things? Did I say producing? They're not producing, purchasing. Uh huh. Is that right? I don't know. We're getting to that point where we're not making sense anymore. <laughs> but yeah, I I I I guess I would like to end because I don't I don't know if we're gonna keep going on this topic unless it's gonna be another episode of just me talking. Because <laughs> I I don't feel like it was super interactive. <laughs> my bad but it's it's kind of hard when this is more of me talking that I'm something it's my that you're interest. more interested in than yeah. I am and I don't want to say that you're not interested but even all the things that you've you're interested in you learned from me yeah yeah so it's kind of hard it's hard, like unless I started it or unless I did my own research and I found a different perspective to this mm-hmm. and I can contribute, but I let you do the research. I let you do the first purchases and mm-hmm. then it, I notice it and I say, oh, I like that. For example, leggings. I like those leggings. And you're like, oh, they're from this. And then you tell me about it. Then I keep a note of that in my head and try it out myself. 
And so I will ask, you did say, you mentioned earlier that you, you, you made your first alternative was the water bottles. And then your next Mm -hmm. one was your razor, the safety razor you bought. Yes. And you bought metal straws. Yes. Is there anything else that you could change that you haven't yet considered? Um, right now, it would probably be the products that I use. Probably more like makeup related items. Because I like to do... I like to do my makeup uh, not often. The only makeup that I would do probably every day is eyeliner. And I get it from Target or I get it from a company that I'm familiar with. But if I find a company that would probably do a really good eyeliner that would stick on my face but is more environmentally friendly, then yeah, I would do that. And if I have to spend the extra couple bucks on it, then so be it. I'm willing to do it if it's a really good eyeliner. Uh, same would be with like makeup wipes or makeup remover. Yes. Well, I, I would like to um, project in here. I do not do my makeup. I I could care less about that stuff. But there are companies. They do exist. I will tell you that. Uh, I, like I said, don't really do my makeup or anything. So I've only heard of one company that I really like that I would like to get into a little bit. But like I said, I don't really do my makeup, so I haven't purchased from them. What company is it? Alate Cosmetics is one of them um, because they're also conscious of, like, their packaging. But if you go on Earth Hero, you can find more. And I will warn you, I think, well, I think makeup is expensive, period. I will say, I like, it I've is. walked into a Sephora and I was like, people spend that much money to put f- stuff on their face? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't know. I guess I'm different. <laughs> there are a couple of things that can be pricey and I would be surprised. That I, I am surprised that I spent probably a significant amount of money on certain things, but if I use them, then so be it. And if I don't use them, then that, that's on me for not using them and spending my money on it. Yeah, I think even the company, um, that company I just mentioned for makeup, they have products sold at a cheaper price if they have like uh, defects. Like the packaging isn't up to par or their standards that they usually sell their products at. They sell it for cheaper. Um, but it's only like however many they have. So it's like the quote unquote defective packaging. So they don't waste it. They still sell it. It's just, you're going to get it for a cheaper price. Which is Their cool. mascara is expensive. Yeah, I, that's, I know. Um, that's the, probably the only one product I would buy. Cause everything else, everything else on my face could look horrible, but my eyelashes look to look beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, we will probably do a follow up on some of the products that we do try. Can out we? Can we that, just like uh, what is it? Test products. <laughs> can we? That can be a YouTube purchase? video. That could be a Patreon thing. Should we just start a YouTube uh, channel? We were we were talking about YouTubing with me, and I already gave you an idea for our Patreon. 
And I think that's a good thing to have on our Patreon. But should we just start a YouTube channel where we still talk about these things? Like my interests, your interests. Things we've mentioned. We did we I don't know if we brought it up in our podcast about like gaming and watching scary movies and stuff like that. I don't think we did, but oh. uh, <laughs> we do have a YouTube channel. Uh it will be our our podcast will probably go on there. And there might be some additional stuff, so make sure you guys subscribe to that YouTube channel. I believe it is a playful escape. That's the name of the channel, but I will provide a link to that in our description as well. Uh, I did want to ask, is the YouTube channel going to be only for Patreon subscribers? Is it subscribers? No. What is it called? No. No, no, no. Okay. Uh, YouTube's going to be for everyone. So if we post a video... But if we post there- it on Patreon, it's exclusively for Patreon, right? Yes. Okay. Excellent. I have many ideas for our YouTube channel <laughs> and our Patreon. I have I have great ideas. Great. So I think the fact that we're already talking about Patreon and YouTube is basically signaling that we are reaching the end of our episode. Oh yeah, sorry. Sorry for letting you making you listen to all this all of this additional information. Uh, maybe I, you won't even listen to it. Who knows? They'll cut it out. <laughs> They'll cut me out. Leave me in here. <laughs> <laughs> no, but we'll see what gets cut. Anyways, uh I I Any guess that wraps way. up. There's no S in ways. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'm well, thank you for listening to our podcast. That's all, folks. <laughs> oh, no, that's probably copyrighted. <laughs> <laughs> and thank it, you I all. did it. <laughs> I mean, we mentioned in the first episode that sometimes we're gonna throw in some references. That if I you didn't mean thing, I just said that's all, folks. And then I, the moment I said it, I was like, "That sounds familiar." I was like, "Oh, that's probably copyrighted." Probably <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I knew where it came from. It's just I didn't realize I was doing it until I said it and heard it. Okay. Anyway, I believe that that wraps up our episode. <laughs> Oh, man, I can't do the conclusion. I can't wrap it up. Anyway, that concludes our eco-friendly, very informative conversation topic. Please come back next week for who knows what. I don't know. Make sure you all follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Subscribe to us on YouTube. You can search for A Playful Escape on any of those handles, and we will pop up uh if you are listening on apple podcast make sure you give us a five-star review and share it with your friends and family if you haven't done so give us uh, a review on that also because we would love to hear what it is that you say about our podcast send us an email we are what's our email i don't know a playful escape at gmail something <laughs> Is it? I believe it's the playful escape at gmail.com. Any final words, Cindy? It is a playful escape at gmail.com. Um, yeah. Thank you to our uh, faithful subs- uh, listeners, subscribers, uh, I don't know, followers, whatever they're called. Uh, I know who you is. I hear constantly from you or 
from another person about you. You know who you <laughs> yes, I, thank I hear you, everyone. And girl a lot over us too. <laughs> this is specifically to one person. <laughs> you know who you are. I know you're listening. <laughs> I know I'm in your routine. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I hope you're doing okay with work. Oh, I don't I don't know much about your work. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, that's the end of this episode. Anyway, so. anyway. <laughs> anyway. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Until next week. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Goodbye. Come back for more English lessons. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>